2: This is Paul Hawksby. and Andy Jacobs and this is
3: the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Well, uh, we were joined by Danny Kelly. It was a a shorter uh, Premier League programme, but we covered all the ground with Danny, so hopefully you'll enjoy that. Uh, We had some Clips of the Week pewter.
2: Yes, they were pretty good, really, except for Mike Parry. Oh, it features some excruciating
3: singing. I I call it singing from Mike Parry, but we had to listen to it, so you do as well. (laughs) And we had a chat, and he brought us a fascinating story from the States. Yeah. A man on the horns of a dilemma. Absolutely. And uh, so, uh, yeah, here it all is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy.
2: Good afternoon, Good afternoon everybody And uh, I have to confess I did have a little chuckle When Werner was through on goal Yes and he <laughs> Dragged it round the post Yeah I said to Jason We've seen that before have we? Yes <laughs> I did suddenly think
3: of you And the many Chelsea fans And look He would had two training sessions he had an assist and I
2: thought he, he got in some good positions, he made some He's, good runs. He, he, did, he did what Werner does. He, he stretches the play, he gets in great positions. Yeah. He will score the old goal or two but boy, his final ball, it's its not got any better. You can see that. It's the same. What, the shot, you mean? Not just the shot. There was a lot. He, he had the assist which was good for yeah. Bettencourt but there was also a lot of
3: I mean, he is—he is, yeah. is very rusty. We'll find out if yeah. that was a bit of ring rust or just reverting and to, to me, titling, just like the fullness this, of time. Like Timo Werner, really. Yeah. You know? I mean, he—he yeah, he, 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 he wouldn't do a have job. been slung in in if Madison had been fit and Kulusevski no, had been absolutely. fit. He wouldn't no, no, have been no slung in
2: like that. So um, I thought Spurs did well. well more yeah, I, was, I
3: thought it was a good point considering the, the players we had missing and stuff. I thought it was a—it yeah. was a good point. Would have
2: been daylight robbery if McTominay's goal had gone. You know, United. Not very good. They've been what they are for the last. Gary Neville's right. There's there's no discernible pattern of play. There's no. They're just a, a team with some very good players that get mm. some, and can defend yeah. a bit and get them very out. Very the effective
3: trouble. on the break with some of the pace yeah, they yeah. have and, and Fernandez distribution. But we'll talk to Danny about it um, yeah. when he joins us if we look at all five games from the weekend.
2: It was what Peter jury talking about Ange feeling the cold as a an Athens born Australian. He did work in Scotland for three years. I think mean, he's used to the <laughs> cold by now, mate. <laughs> he, has got, he has got used to the cold weather, I think he probably so, yeah. has, that's true. And a fantastic lack of judgment from Todd Bowley. I mean, this is a football club, mate. It's not a promotional vehicle for your various enterprises. Honestly, yeah. it was embarrassing. Le-
3: if you haven't seen it, there was um, there was these blokes in kind of pseudo-craftwork garb, who uh, at various points sort of stood up yeah. and read a book and did one or two other things in the crowd. They were sitting in the crowd. And I, 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 they must have cleared it with the people. Were they Would they be season ticket holders who would be sitting behind those guys? Uh, where no, they it's were. the press that of, it's That's the press, press box. Yeah. yeah. So they booted the press out for that. Well, That's a good they way of getting the press onside.
2: I think it was just immediately behind the dugout, which is where the players But sit. there
3: were people sitting behind them
2: there. Whatever happened, I would imagine... Potch alluded to something happening before the game. I would imagine he suddenly discovered he was going to have these people standing behind him, and yeah. I bet he wasn't very happy about it. And it's just not right. You have some respect for what you've taken over, mate. It's a football club. It's absolutely. There's it a massive poster for this film, Argo. Yeah, next to me and said, is, "Is it about Plymouth well, yeah. Argyle?" They should, they, they should be. have got. Uh,
3: they should it have done it. Probably be better home Park, I and mean, it would have made more sense, really, wouldn't it? But it is. Yeah, Tom bowley has got a, a piece of a new film called Argyle. And that's why these blokes kept standing up doing weird, random stuff during the game. It's... But if you were sitting behind them, A, we'd love to hear from you, and B, mm. we're interested in your tales of those people you found yourself sat behind, not just at football, not just at sport. could be the theatre, could be the cinema, it could be anywhere, but those people you found yourself sat behind. I've often wondered, you know, like in Olympics, where mm. they're all trying to keep the teams busy and like the dream team... Uh, NBA players, you know, one evening they took us all to the cinema, I thought, oh no imagine that, imagine being sat behind them, <laughs> yeah. imagine sat behind the Harlem Globetrotters, <laughs> that would
2: be good or anything about a sort
3: of 10, 6 foot 7, <laughs> not, 7 foot not 2 ideal. people, wouldn't be great so who did you find yourself sat behind do let us know, talksport.com forward slash H&J, text to 81089 or tweet to TSH&J tell us in person, tell us your story Oh three seven one seven double two. Double three,
2: double four to get in touch this afternoon. I don't know if you knew this. I found this out yesterday in the Sunday Times. I never, football never fails to get things wrong in a sort of logical way. This mm. is rescinded red cards. Did you know that, like Dominic Calvert-Lewin's rescinded red card? If he gets another red card, ah. it still counts as the first
3: one. Let me I'll stop you there. Why? Uh, you read that? Yes. Our old mate Martin Lipton, who we're hearing from later on, retracted that. Oh, really? It was because Alan railed against it, I think, uh, on oh, Friday it was on the mad. show. Yeah, I it did it. seem mad. Oh, we were well, about I to talk about it. I not believe it. I think it. Martin, he'll join us later oh, well, on. I, he'll tell know, us how that I'd happened. I'd never heard
2: of that rule. I thought that can't be a rule. It was a mistake. But football's so mad. You, you, yeah, believe, well, the it, fact you can believe it does yeah, tell you all. But it does tell yeah, you everything, doesn't it? It, it, uh, it wasn't I, the case. I'm very much enjoying Emma Radicano advising Luke Littler on how to enjoy his career with his early success. She says, i just say keep your circle close, take time to actually enjoy it and don't rush into the next thing straight away, like winning again. Yeah, <laughs> I took so, Such a cynical attitude Andy. Yeah, brilliant isn't such it? Such a cynical attitude.
3: <laughs> um, you see how Kenny Tete got home. Um, yeah. After the game, got on a lime bike. I know. I'm, that's quite refreshing, isn't it? No? I hate those things.
2: Oh, okay. <laughs> sorry.
3: Along with the many other things you no, hate. Yeah, but they're
2: all over Chiswick. They're all sort of like lying, in, lying the in the street. Yeah, me, I know. You know? Just, uh, not for
4: me.
3: It's a bit, like, bit of a bike graveyard when we leave the studio here, just over the road. There was a, you know people sort of tumbling over them. But um, yes, yeah, it's good. It's refreshing for a footballer to go yeah, home on no, a push well, bike, it was, isn't that's
2: it? True. Yeah. Yeah. Okay
3: Good Well It doesn't uh, um, really take us anywhere <laughs> really, no. I suppose I, I should ask Have you seen a footballer On a push bike? <laughs> I remember years ago um, I think it was Ireland Played Or was it England Played Albania And one of the players Told me That as they were going in The coach stopped To allow a guy On a push bike To come in And when they got on the pitch He was the Albanian goalkeeper rocked well, up he by push bike, bike. go yeah he came, he's came. Probably well, from lived. Albania no long cycle. no <laughs> no sake. it was played in Tirana <laughs> oh, England or Ireland I can't <laughs> remember I it in might Wembley. have been Ian Dow I can't remember <laughs> but that's... they were playing Northern <laughs> Ireland they were playing yeah. in Tirana no he didn't drag cycle all the way to <laughs> Wembley <laughs> with some kind of sponsor
1: <laughs>
3: anyway go on then if you must um, anyway we've got a new series for you uh, we, uh, sorry, yeah. talksport.com text 81089 tweet and 03717 double two double three double four to get in touch now, there is, uh, if you listen to the excellent uh, National Obsession podcast, uh, the producer, John Canagan and Charlie Baker, uh, played a bit of darts the other day. And while they were playing darts in the podcast, uh, a little aside for the new year... They
2: played this. What's wrong? The idea that you have to pay—it's free, isn't it? The national obsession. Yes, it is free. Yes, I, don't think I pay to listen to John and Charlie playing darts. You haven't got to pay. <laughs>
3: it's completely free. <laughs> but um, within it, um, we heard the voice of Russ Bray because there is a new app, mm. uh, and it is um, Russ Bray's Dart Scorer Pro. Yes. And you just put in the score, you get them. Doesn't Russ work on my phone it. for
2: some because it's Android. But uh...
3: but um, one of the good things about it is it allows you to put to put the names in of the competitors. So I would imagine it was done by AI because there are millions of names and all we can actually think is that Russ either spent like five or six days in the studio <laughs> saying people's names name. alphabetically <laughs> yeah. and I think his voice really would have struggled had that <laughs> <It> been the <laughs> case. Or it's AI. But it does allow us at the moment, it's with AI, all mate. credit going to Russ Bray's Scorer Pro, the app you can find wherever you get your apps, to bring you Russ Braise name of the day. Oh, I'm very excited to hear so here we are. Me. Russ Bray's name of the day, number one. Who is it? Armando.
2: Oh, Armando. <laughs> okay.
3: Well, if you ever want to have a game of darts um, and your name is play Armando. just play darts Armando
2: Broger. Yes.
3: Slightly missing the board. So <laughs> no, give there we time. are. He's... Armando was Russ Bray's name of the day, courtesy of the Russ Bray Dart Scorer Pro app. There'll be another one tomorrow I told you it wouldn't take long I sat behind Peter Sellers at a Spike Milligan concert at the Mermaid Theatre Glenn Hodler at a Jackson Brown gig at Royal Albert Hall and Jeremy Clarkson at a Who gig at Wembley Arena Larry is like a it's like a celeb magnet isn't he? tremendous that wasn't necessarily what we were asking but we'll take those um, and we were thinking more tall awkward people or people who kept standing up Uh, Didn't Maurice Volt cycle to Fulham training every day when he played for them? Dan from Shenfield. Mm. Yes, Andy, backing you up there, Dan. Thank you very much. I remember that. Why not? Why not? I suppose from an insurance point of view, you'd be a bit worried on the streets of London. Certainly when Moritz was doing it, there was a real lack of cycle lanes. It'd be a bit less risky these days, I would imagine. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Time then to look back, as we said, on a truncated Premier League weekend. Just the five games, of course, but they turned up some very interesting talking points and a couple of cases, an absolute cor- well, one particular case, an absolutely corking game. But uh, we'll come mm. on to that. Uh, Danny Kelly is with us, as always, in a slightly shorter section as this, less ground to cover. Good afternoon, Danny. Good afternoon. How's it all going? Good, not too bad. Andy's um, slightly fizzy green sc- screen backdrop today on Zoom is a very
4: wintry scene. Andy, very well, nice. I, I, I don't. I, well, I always want to let the listeners in on the private jokes. Andy started entertaining me mm. a few weeks ago by changing his Zoom background. Mm. We can all see each other, and I now hold up scores in the style of, uh, <laughs> of Strictly Come Dancing. Yes. That one's get. I've got, about got a piece, seven. I've got, I've got prepared pieces of paper for all of Andy's back. Oh, oh, There's my
2: eight. It's an submit. eight. Oh, and a
3: seven from Ireland's judge. That's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. i tell
2: you what I did on Saturday for the Man City-Newcastle game. I made a very poor decision. Did you? To you miss the watch first half. Oh. No. no I, th- I thought to myself... I'll, I'll just watch the second half because I'm, I've been out of football. I don't know, you know, I've been away from sea for a long time. I'll, I'll watch Grantchester. Uh. What a poor idea that was. It's the best half of football. Yeah. For years. Nothing about. against Grantchester, I hope. No, no, no. it's very good. Well, Are they a team? Yeah. There must
3: have been an episode of Grantchester <laughs> where straight. someone was killed on the on a pitch, Grantchester no race. United <laughs> and, Grantchester <laughs> and Grantchester City, the big derby. Yeah, that's right.
4: I, I, I have become, over the last. Um, decade and a half, possibly the advancing years, but more like the influence of her indoors, obsessed with those cozies, those English detective mm. series that mm. take place in the country. The, the, we, you can see that the murders always happen at country fates, at Renaissance <laughs> fairs, at yeah. jam tasting. Football never gets a mention it's Nobody a shame, wears isn't a football it? scarf or a shirt. It's very <laughs> odd, isn't it? They're supposed to the represent listeners. England, and yet the national obsession is football. It never gets a mention. It gets a mention
2: in Father Brown. See, while we're on so there, the if Pass, any, you know, the sort Chester.
3: of Devon. Ha- where did you beautifully sum them sum them up, Danny? What was the word you used to sum up those types? Cozies, of t- cozies. cozies. That's beautiful. Yeah. So, are. if yeah. you've seen a cozy and sport, especially football, but I take mm. all sports, was involved. But I mean, you know, it looks like Grandchester's got a higher murder rate than. Yeah. Detroit. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I mean you wouldn't want to move there, All would you? Desirable places. places
4: to move. I Same
2: as think, yeah, the Boys. Very
4: picturesque, lovely chocolate boxed houses. Oh, yeah, I mean somebody yeah, of every week. Yeah, the, the estate agent says um, for sale beautiful period thatched cottage, nine previous owners recently. <laughs> yeah,
2: dear it's me. Anyway, good.
3: on to Manchester United, yes, to I'd say so, really. Tottenham Hotspur. Two. Um, I was saying earlier on that as a Tottenham fan, Danny, I do you feel about this? I thought a good point considering some of the uh, um, obstacles put in
4: the manager's way ahead of the game. An um, interesting Andy
2: yeah.
4: And Paul, but Paul, you know, we both support Spurs. There rare, is rarely a moment in, in when when the fans of any club are, are happy, proud, joyous. Um, but you know, this Spurs team. I mean. Five of the normal, of what would be their strongest starting six, were missing. Mm. You go to a a place like Old Trafford, albeit against a Manchester United team that show no signs of being a proper football team uh, as yet. You go behind twice and still you consider yourself unlucky not to have won. I can understand why people like Gary Neville are falling in love with this team because there's Mm. something amazingly positive about them. Um, And the fact that the manager will not allow them to use the. Horrible absentees they've had for various reasons, and of course the suspensions. No one's got any sympathy for that. Um Over the past uh, six, seven, eight—well, more than half the season now—you won't allow them to use it as an excuse. It's extraordinary, and I—I've mm. I thought they were great, of course. Um, they could have lost in the last minute to McTominay's header. Yeah. But that's the way Spurs are now. Better that, and as I've said millions of times, than parking yourself on the edge of your own penalty area, and waiting to lose one nil. It's no, a system.
3: I, it's a system not shaped by mm. the personnel. The system is in place. And players go in and they fit into the system. Um, some better than others and yeah. some look more, find it more difficult to adapt. But at least you know what you're going to get. And I'm I'd sure be
2: excited I'm- if I was a Spurs fan. I was saying to Jason yesterday, mm-hmm. I sent him a text. If, if Spurs get the majority of their players back, they're going to be some team. Uh, what they do is they move the ball quickly and they move it forward. And that makes a difference. And they, the way they passed through United yesterday was a really exhilarating. Romero's football.
4: pass for, yeah. this, for the second equaliser mm. took out half their team with one, um, you know. And it was a long pass. People talk about playing out from the back. He played out seventy yards, but he took mm. out their team with it.
2: Fantastic. Mm. Yeah, Betancourt's a real Rolls Royce of a player. Yeah. I think a, But you know, we
3: know from you know United do have players on the break. Um, and we, look, Tottenham do have this issue uh, for all uh, that Porrow brings to the table invariably that's the space in behind poro that all opposition teams home or away look to. Sure. Doggy's a better defender. Um that left-hand side with um van de ven there has
4: got more pace in it. That's um, so the yeah, gap no, behind but, Porro is is often but, exposed Paul, that's 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 to do with balance and, yeah. and, and 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 partnerships as well because that space is normally filled up at least to some extent by by sar. Mm. But of course, yeah. he's not there, he's not you know, there. And, yeah. and, and the team, you know, look, when they get all their players back, mm. um, it, Andy's right to say you should be very excited. But of course, football's never that simple. You know, so it, there's chemistry to be considered. It's a big
2: um, if as well. It's you know, to get everybody back. But if we've been getting yeah. players back, then, then yeah, other then, ones get injured happens. instead. I tell you, know? you though, I, one person who d- deserves credit, I thought he was by far the man of the match, <clears> uh, was Richarlison. Yeah. I thought he was absolutely brilliant yesterday. He tackled back. He linked the play brilliantly, scored a great header, I just thought it was He he, puts
3: in a shift like that most games if you actually go back to look at the, the origin of quite a few recent Tottenham goals Often it's been him winning the ball in really tackles, deep positions yeah. Yeah. to get that move started. It's off.
2: strange how long it's taken him to show his Everton form, but I think now he is starting to do that. And I yeah. thought yesterday was terrific.
3: We should talk a bit about United as well. Yeah, and um, obviously I'm sure there was. It was a very good finish by Hoyland, wasn't it? Mm. And and we saw. We've all known what Rashford's about. You know. You know. It's a, you know. Four missed temporary classes, permanent and all that. So, again, a good finish. But they did fade and it got very quiet. It seemed from the TV that it got very quiet in the stadium. There's, there's going to be a lot of anxiety mm. around Manchester United and their fans at the moment. I, you kind of sense. The game sort of fizzled
2: out a bit, really. Yeah, it, did. it was a yeah. fantastic first half.
4: But... Yeah, I, sp- I suppose didn't convert their amount mm. of possession. You can understand the United fans getting quiet. They're not used, even with the kind of up and down teams they've had in recent years, to enjoying... Less about forty percent possession at home. Yeah, Um uh, and that, that you know, and they they, they were nervous. Spurs had a blizzard of corners that they didn't really make full effect of. No. The United goals. It was good for hoyland and, and Marcus Rashford with my neutral head on to get to get. I mean, that's Rashford's first home goal in in, in months and months yeah, and yeah. months. Mm-hmm. 15, what yeah. would if you were Ten Hag, you would still if you were being honest with yourself, you'd say. They were neither of those were really the result of a team move. No, there was the ball bouncing around the penalty area. Lovely finish by by Hoy, uh, by Ho- Holland, um, but they're not. They, I still don't see any pattern in Manchester United's play. No. Now they've had injuries as well, and um, one or two of the younger players looked good. They, they, they had some things went well for them. Wan-Bissaka is so good defensively yeah. that he made Brennan Johnson look a bit weedy.
0: Mm. Um, I, thought, I thought it
2: was quite a fascinating battle there. But the, the, uh, the thing about... Do you see Romero's two-footed challenge? He He had to get it right, but you know that... Down the road, yeah. he's not going to get it right, and he's going off again. and That'll be another four or five yeah. games. He's playing
4: right on the edge. Oh, I think. Right, I yes. think
2: we realise now this. Well, work, what who knows?
4: But well, Martin Lipton will decide how long his suspension <clears throat> will be for. <laughs> well, poor old Martin. That, that one mistake has gone round the world. I saw him oh, discuss it on
2: television yeah. ten minutes ago. I was Thinking this is ridiculous. Yeah. This can't be around Alan Brazil was
3: <laughs> apoplectic. Mm. Um, <laughs> Everton nil, Aston Villa nil. Let's just quickly talk about that game. Um, not a classic. Oh, we got it. I'm told we can't talk. We're going to do that the other Ooh. side of this. <laughs> We spent too long on the first I match.
2: Produces shouts. So
3: oh yeah, he's got, he got really angry. Then you know, it was just because Talky got knocked out the FA Trophy. He's a real edge
2: <laughs> to it. The Hawksby
3: and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Well, Hawksby and Andy Jacobs here on Talksport. Danny Kelly's with us. We're looking back over the Premier League weekend. Danny was saying earlier on about the lack of football in the cosies, the Grandchesters, mm. uh, the Wexford mm. situations, as Glenn would call them. Um, I'm pretty sure in every one of those cozy English who done it. Says one of the listeners. Uh, somebody's met their maker after a cricket match
4: and probably a poison tea (laughs) was involved. (laughs) Poison cricket tea. (laughs) Danny,
3: that does ring a bell. It must have (laughs) happened, mustn't it? Oh, I
4: think think the strychnine in the cucumber sandwiches (laughs) is is very much uh, a staple. But the, but the national obsession football barely barely re- rears mm, its, its head. I, yeah. I think it, it, now, it's not a cosy because it's much more serious. There was this, there was an episode of Endeavour mm. where he was guarding a professional footballer in the nineteen fifties for some unknown reason. Ugh. But that stood st- stood out to me because as I say, if I had a pound for every murder that happened in a village, fate I'd be a, a very very wealthy man mm, indeed. Yeah. Um, but the football matches just let us go. I remember, Barry Far- I remember Father Brown bagging a hat-trick for Kembleford. They really Tremendous. did. <laughs> Tremendous
3: game. Um, kept the match ball, did he? <laughs> he did. Barry yeah. from Hull said there was a great episode of Touch of Frost centering around Denton Football Club and one oh. of their players being killed. Not as dark as it sounds, he says, but it does yeah, sound quite does dark. It does sound quite dark. Anyway, yeah. um, let's have a look then at um, uh, everton nil, Aston villa nil. A uh, uh, rare, uh, very rare, neil
2: nil. From Unai Emery's First ever point in of. England, as we That's were told. Right, yeah. Yeah. Um, so That's right, yeah. Uh, that was about the most exciting thing about the game.
3: Yeah, it wasn't a stunner. I mean, we had a, a ridiculously long VAR break that drove us all mad. And uh, we had a one-on-one where, um, you know, um, it, it was it was a classic bit of Emi Martinez. It was the sort of dive that he made to effectively win a World Cup uh, um, I mean, last you know, year. Very good.
2: Great goalkeeper.
4: Yeah, I mean, when there's talk about the best goalkeepers in the Premier League and the usual suspects get mentioned and Avicara gets thrown in as well, they've all got to be better than Martin Martinez, haven't they, to get Mm. that accolade because he really is a part, I mean, added to by, of course, his sparkling personality around sort of controversial incidents. He's just a great goalkeeper. But, I mean, this is one of those games where if you showed it to... Um, a person from another planet and said the Premier League is the most popular sporting thing in the world, hmm. and they just go, "Well, what? Why? I mean, it was <laughs> a ama- <laughs> tremendous amount of endeavour for hmm. absolutely no quality at all. Talk of endeavour, uh, yes, yeah. And, and as as for the the, the, the VAR, look, I, I hear people saying, you know, get rid of VAR and just keep it for you know the offsides." But even that becomes subjective. Yeah. And they're going to have to change the rule if they do that to say anybody's offside, whether they're interfering with play or not, as it used to be, is... You know, disallows the goal. What was
2: the yeah, delay? Were- I didn't understand. I didn't see it live. It was, I only ba- saw the- it was Bailey being offside. They, they were looking they for a looking- shot. Yeah, they
4: were looking for a shot in which Bailey and the ball were in the mm. same television oh, oh, shot. I yeah, see and yeah. And that's what they were struggling to find. First, they
3: were looking at the foul on Dan Juma as well, weren't they? So they would. They seem to be looking at that. But I mean, semi-automated offsides mm. next season will speed up a bit, but you'll still need to look mm. at the at the intricacies of it so um, and a great stat on Emery today in the sun Emery has a remarkable 92 points from 46 games 2 points per game since taking over Villa in November 22 no other manager in Premier League history has managed 40 or more matches with an average of 2 or more points per game and not won the title with that club, yeah.
2: Well, that's he has done an amazing job, hasn't he? Really, it's just the it. the has got so mm. many good teams in it now. It's, it's amazing, really. Tarkovsky lucky to not to go for that or not to get a penalty. I, I just don't get that. I mean, it's so inconsistent for me. Yeah, he took the bloke out. It was a dangerous tackle. Yeah, he won the ball, but it was for me that's a penalty.
3: Yeah, we did have some
4: contentious moments in the weekend.
2: We, uh, move? Yeah, I'm sorry. One more, yeah. so very quickly.
4: Sorry. The the Tarkovsky gluing his head back together.
3: Hmm that was
4: him wasn't it that, that, that was in that game was it, what was it? Mac- have I gone the, mad no the left back somebody oh, um,
3: uh, Mikalenko did it didn't he uh, and then played the, with a the uh, bandage They his both head had-
4: Cuts, in, in American football now, on the television, the slightest injury—even when you can see someone's just turned their ankle—they say, mm. "Well, cut away now." And they go to an ad break. In Britain, I was very interesting close-up on people's heads being glued back together. Oh. <laughs> well well <laughs> yeah, done, yeah. everybody. We all want to see that.
3: Oh,
2: yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
4: Game of the weekend,
3: you would argue: Newcastle United two, Manchester City three. I thought the way the they did it was perfect. They did goal of the game competition with uh, the life O'Reilly
4: playing under it by the lightning season. Mm. five great goals it was very hard to pick what, which was the best of them massive credits both sides really um, mm. Newcastle are in a terrible run of form partially again caused by absentees and I think tiredness with all their endeavors in Europe and all the rest of it um, to give Manchester City a game like that and yet how many of us knew when we saw De Bruyne with his new haircut mm. um, coming onto the pitch I thought this, this may, you know, he's been out for four, five months, yet he comes on instant you know, reaction, gets the goal, and that isn't even going to be his biggest contribution. Um, even Manchester City can't afford to have their very best player missing, um, and you fear now, that six wins on a spin in all competitions, that that. Gear change that they perfected in the second mm. half of the season has already started. I that- don't care who
2: you support, yeah. if you can't admire the beauty of City's football, you can leave out all the stuff about yeah, where course. the money comes from, blah, 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 blah. Just judge it as a football team. They are mate. You don't like football if you don't yeah. see the Twenty seven
4: shots away from home against a top half yeah, Premier yeah. League
2: team. And amazing. The, Oscar the, Bob came on, I can assure you he's in good health. He certainly he certainly <laughs> Bob's health
3: he's pretty good. Lovely feet, as they say. Yeah, very much. Um, Great skill for his goal. Yeah, absolutely. And De Bruyne's goal was just trade trademark De Bruyne. But if you're yeah. going to come on and score a goal, score a trademark goal like a little pass into the corner. Fantastic. But his assist
4: was even better, wasn't
3: it? Yeah, as you said, Newcastle were very unlucky mm. uh, with two yeah, they very were. good goals and a good performance. Just, the
2: injury's just killing
3: them, absolutely yeah. killing yeah. them. Chelsea won, full and nil. Oh Andy, you were
2: there. Yes, um, I was. I well, watched the yes. unfold on the telly. Mm. William was amazing. I mean, yeah. along with Palmer, the best <clears> two <throat> players on the pitch, No question. Gusto, as everyone said, very lucky not to see red, I think. and Yeah, uh,
3: I mean, it's quite hard to believe that that was... I do think there is a hierarchy in refereeing, whatever anybody says, and if Andy Taylor doesn't think it's a red, um, I think if, if there's a rookie in VAR, there, that's likely to overrule him. If that's a rookie a ref and
2: Anthony Taylor's in VAR, it may be different. It was a strange performance from Anthony Taylor. I mean, he's got a history with Chelsea, we all know that, and he's not the most popular bloke when he turns up. But they keep giving him Chelsea games. Yeah. Um, out of spite, you think? So, so the first half, he absolutely... <laughs> well, I don't know. I, I don't like to think that. But out of... In the first half, he definitely favoured Chelsea. He didn't send off Gooster. he gave us a penalty, which yeah. was a penalty. But, yeah. I mean, you know, in general, there was, there was a feeling that he's... That, Is this Anthony Taylor? People couldn't believe it. Yeah. Second half, he reverted to type. And by the end, we were all going mad at him. I mean, he was basically ignoring any foul on Chelsea and just giving the foul yeah. for Fulham. It drives you pots. It would be quite interesting, Danny,
3: if just for maybe a, the threshold for what constituted a red or a yellow, or even a foul, was set by an ex-pro. So mm. we'd have Ron Harris weekend. Ron, the Ron <laughs> Chopper-Harris <laughs> threshold one He's weekend. He's going to give a bonus Imagine for that one. That. Yeah. Come and yeah. <laughs> give him a hug on the side <laughs> of the pitch. I mean, it, it, would be, it would make for quite a chilling...
4: Well, your suggestion of the, fo- the following week, Glenn Hoddle would be in charge. Yes. It, and there'd be nobody contact <laughs> be none whatsoever. In <laughs> at all. <laughs> it's like yeah, tap uh, football, yeah. That's it. I mean, you know, the, the serious mm. point is that the Gusto tackle... I don't want to see anyone get sent off. Mm. But, it, you know, the the VAR are going to get involved. If they're going to get involved, mm. they have to be consistent. The referees can make a subjective opinion... But if you compare that to Curtis Jones at Tottenham, yeah. even to Christian Romero sending off against Chelsea or oh, Gusta against it- Villa. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I think that, well, that first point. one, was
3: less of gusto's. Was you first can't, one was less of a You, red you
4: can't have the VAR making the game more inconsistent. Yeah. Mm, Otherwise, wasn't. you might as well get rid of it. Yeah. And just say we're going to accept the
2: re- inconsistency of, of individual referees as human beings. Cole Palmer's reverse pass for Sterling for the penalty there was fabulous. That yeah. was yeah. the best moment of the oh, match. He's a fantastic player, isn't he? Sterling does win a lot of pens. I mean, sometimes he does. Yeah. He's, re- he's very good at it. But yeah. you know,
4: it's
3: that often that one where a player slides and he leaves the foot there. Yeah. and they take the standing foot out. He's got a lot of pens that way. Um, Burnley won, Luton won. Feels like a million years ago now. Mm -hmm. And it really was all about a massive call at the end of the game, certainly from Burnley's point of view. Personally, I thought the player looked... At Trafford looked to block him off and I thought I thought for the referee I thought he should have been ruled in out a guilty in the, way. The Ron Harris threshold, probably not, but I, I thought it was a deliberate block. No, and but and but, but Ron's brother goes.
4: Alan Harris, who also played for Chelsea, would have said, you know, no way, that's a that's a foul, isn't it? Yeah. Now James Trafford, who is a good young goalkeeper, will learn a valuable mm. lesson. You've got to be a little bit more aggressive if you're a goalkeeper. You're mm. gonna get away with if he goes through that player to get the ball, he'll get away with it, because that's what goalkeepers do. But you can't allow yourself to be hipped off the ball like that. It was a foul, mm. um, and I can't imagine why. why I neither I can't imagine why it wasn't given. Again, with VAR, yeah. saw it. And Vincent Kompany, will here tonight. I'm on kickoff tonight, and we have a section where we do the manager's mm. reactions to things. He admitted he was only going through the motions of protesting on the sidelines because he was so certain that it was going to be disallowed by yeah. VAR. Yeah, and then afterwards, of course, um, you know he's but having to go completely bonkers because it wasn't. But the
3: amount um, of people down here that think that it wasn't, that goalkeeper is an overprotected species and there was, there was
4: nothing wrong with it. I mean, I, I just I couldn't see that based well, on what Well, including Shay Given on the telly today, mm. um, which I was watching. Um, look, it, it is going to... You're going to have subjective opinions about mm. it, mm. but if you don't think the goalkeeper was impeded there, then you're watching a slightly different version of the game. I'm not saying you're wrong, because I could be wrong, but to me that looked like... A, a, a simple one for the officials to get right, and they mm. didn't in the end. Yeah, um, credit to Luton though, who never mm. give up. The number no, of late no, goals absolutely. they get is extraordinary. Mm. Well, we'll do all
3: this again next week, Danny. We will um, another five, another, another five games. Is game it better to weekend. have
2: two split weekends <clears throat> with five on each, mm. or have one complete weekend off and then. I don't
3: know. I couldn't decide. Well, I mean, the TV companies and our good friends uh, here in charge no, no, of broadcasting no, live understand. games would say no. Absolutely. Um, it's probably bad. And those the, of us who love idea. watching the game yeah, and listening to the true. game, yeah. We, yeah. Get, we,
4: we I'm not saying just we, get, we get a fix of football, don't we? For two and weeks. And people get 15 minutes less of me on a Monday, which yeah. can't be bad. <laughs> you know? Um, although you are back at seven o'clock, so we've got to say Whether they like it or not, Paul, despite <laughs> public opinion, <laughs> I'm back again at seven um, with myself and Danny Murphy. Lots to talk about across Mm -hmm. a number of sports, including Ronnie O'Sullivan. Yeah. I can never work out whether he... he I, I know what he is. He's a, a walking, living genius. Yeah. What does it say about the rest of the sport? That he can just bowl up when he feels like it mm. and win any tournament he wants. It's not right. It's, brilliant, brilliant. Brilliant. It
3: is, yeah. isn't it? it's amazing, isn't he? It? This idea amazing. that you have to be in this complete mindset. And, you know, and, uh, Ronnie so often is not in the greatest mindset, moaning about the venue, not playing well, not enjoying himself, and he still goes out and is ridiculously good.
4: We're wearing his um, house slippers to play in. Uh, yeah. I don't know it's just, uh, yeah, very <laughs> extraordinary.
3: The yeah. Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast.
1: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweaters starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
0: Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule.
3: The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Paul Hawksby and Andy Jacobs here on TalkSport. You may have seen at Chelsea the other day there were seven blokes dressed in odd suits promoting Todd Bowley's uh, mm. film Argyle standing up reading books doing weird stuff. Imagine being sat behind them. We asked you about that. Mm. Um, Pam from uh, Wallingham says I was once in the cinema watching Mamma Mia 2 with all the family. A bloke behind me poured his whole pint of beer over me. After entertaining the whole family who were in hysterics as I was dripping wet, I went down to the bar to grab a cloth. Said Blake was already there. I said to him, are you getting a cloth? He said, no, I'm just getting a new pint. <laughs> oh, for Great. goodness sake. Cheers, mate. Uh, we went on to watch this dreadful film. Then dinner after with me smelling like a brewery. Happy memories there. Family memories. Yeah, can cinema,
2: can you sit and drink beer
3: in? They, Yeah, that happens a bit these days. Really? You can buy a pint.
2: Yeah, yeah. i mm, heard of that. I mean, okay.
3: You're not, you are not be keen. I'd love to see you drunk at the cinema, end. It'd <laughs> be, a, point? be an absolute sensation. Enjoy Five the, pints of stellaring, telling everybody is. the plot. Still <laughs> the greatest cinema story is you are going to see The Matrix
2: 3 when you hadn't seen 1 and 2. That quite, the, on it, you're the strange. only person in the world who would do that. I once smoked a large cigar, one of my grandfather's cigars that I stole in the cinema, in the days when you could smoke. That wasn't great. Wow, what year was this? What was on? Was it a George Formby just come out? (laughs) It's a long time So you
3: took, you nicked one of your granddad's cigars? (laughs) Yeah. And uh, were they expensive ones? Yeah, of course. (laughs) Cubans. Oh, wow. Oh, Yeah. And um, and you sat there in the cinema. I think it was a Romeo and Juliet. What oh, they call them?
2: Okay. And you sat there. What was the film, Andy? Can I you remember? I remember. It was a long time ago. I remember feeling really sick. <laughs> How old were you? I don't know. You months.
3: were right. You were a right one. You remember? You oh, nicked your brother's E type. Well, these know. are these are the circles he moved in. He was he had an Italian manservant when he was thirty. Yeah. Don't ask.
2: Don't ask. It's all right. I've I've seen hard times since then. You're all be delighted <laughs> to know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, It didn't Hard last time. It, it didn't, didn't last Yeah it didn't, the money The really.
3: money all went But uh, you had a taste of it and Is that worse you think Having a taste of it Having a taste no, I'm of happy. the very eye i happier without it Really Genuinely Money yeah. doesn't buy you happiness Is that what we're not, taking away From today's Not show? if
2: you don't earn it It does if it's your money And you've earned it Then it's satisfying But otherwise it's You're still nice. doing the lottery Though aren't you Well occasionally Yeah <laughs> So, so much for that. I'm never going to win.
3: See if his attitude changes
2: if he wins do, five million. I do. Quid. I don't even bother to check. <laughs> it's so pointless. You buy you the just, tickets. Buy the tickets. I think oh, I can't be bothered to check this. So What's you could point? be.
3: When they often say, um, yeah. only two weeks for well, a yeah, man in Chiswick yeah. to check
2: whether he's won ten million quid. You're the man. Talking of Chiswick, there's a woman, okay. the Met Office expert who's predicted the uh, very very cold weather for later in the week. Mm. She's called Honor Chiswick. <laughs> I'd like to a critic myself. It's yes. a wonderful place to live. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <it's> very <laughs> nice part of the world. Now, this is not a dilemma that is, it's not particularly funny, but it's an interesting dilemma, this. Okay. A bloke in America has discovered, he was doing his house up, basically complete and utter renovations. Yeah. And he found, in the sort of cracks of the floor, hmm. an unopened packet of baseball cards right. for 1952. Wow. Now, unopened, they're worth 15 grand. If he opens it and finds either a Mickey Mantle or a Willie Mays, because they're rook- this is a rookie pack of rookie cards, wow, it could be worth seven figures. Wow. So, what does he do? Does he open it? If, if he it,
3: opens it and it's full of duffers that never trained on, it's worth
2: nothing. Wow, that's great, isn't it? Yeah, it's an interesting dilemma, isn't it? Yeah, I think I'd flog it for fifteen and then you know be annoyed afterwards. If so,
3: whoever are. you sell it to um, will yeah. do it for the for the pleasure of what, will they keep it as an investment unopened?
2: You know, 15 grand to you is not that much. You might think, well, it's worth a punt, right? Yeah. I mean yeah. in the
3: days when you were sitting in uh, watching George Formby films with a big stogie on. <laughs> I you, would have opened you wouldn't, them up straight away at th- the back of the you cinema. You would have probably ate them. But um, it's interesting yeah. because there is nothing I mean, there is no kind of I mean I don't know what I'm talking about, hmm. but there's no way they can look inside the pack without opening it. I no, think. there isn't. No X ray machine. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I've told you I didn't know. Don't have a go at me. I
2: don't know what I'm talking about. X-ray. So there's
3: nowhere checking it out. I don't
2: think there is, as far as I know. Okay. But that that's the dilemma. Anyway. So where's the app? Andy, do you know? Uh, no, he's he's in this conundrum. That's the whole point. Should yeah. we get him on? Come on, the producer likes a challenge. You've got nothing
3: better to do tonight, have you? Phone around people in America. It's, it's, if you Google it, it'll be in there. Yeah, where does he live, Andy? In New York, I think, in the tri-state area, okay, as they say. Yeah, just call New York. Just say, hello, New York, it's John. Do you want to come on? Are you the bloke with the baseball card? it would be a numbers game, John, I admit. It may take you... They take you several months. Talking by which of cinemas, stage you would have sold
2: them or not, as the case. Talking may be. of cinemas, did you see David? They, I'm sorry,
3: this is really intrigued How me. He must. I'm sorry. I'm. I don't pretend you're bored with it now. No, no. I thought I'd done it. Okay. They must. No, you, I know you haven't to get done it. You a can't lot more. just lob that particular <laughs> Mickey Mantle grenade in. But but they must have really an mates. idea of the chance of one of those coming up. What are the yeah. odds? He must have checked the odds because well, it is a gamble. Know.
2: Yeah, I suppose
3: with the that people that made tops, cards in those days. Tops, it was the tops. famous tops, yeah, okay. tops cards. Right. Right. Well, I'll, I'll let it go, now, Andy, But thank you Thanks no, for bringing a, us that story. I bet Todd excellent. have a view on it by yeah. the weekend. We'll try and track the guy down. <laughs> anyway, very briefly, he's in Massachusetts. He's not in New York. By oh,
2: the way. okay. Well Just done, John. Narrowed it down a bit. David Becker. Yeah. You see, David Beckham sharing a large thing of popcorn at an NBA game oh, in big Paris. big bucket. With Brazilian Ronaldo. Yeah. I think it was clear he was eating the lion's shit. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Like, hashtag be kind, Andy. Kind <laughs> of. Oh, <no>. Yeah. <laughs> um, I saw that. There was quite a few stars in, wasn't there? Yeah,
3: well, know, NBA in
2: Paris. Is yeah, be. absolutely. Mm.
3: Yeah. Um, this was a weird story. Um, I know Dan Jumer was kind of involved in the thick of it the other day. Um, apparently, I don't know if Sean Dice was joking here, or he was serious um he basically he, he sent a picture out of like an Instagram or something here I am on this plane and Sean said I've had a word with him about it as it seems excessive to be going from Manchester airport to Liverpool airport for training been flying no from Manchester to Liverpool airport and I don't know if Sean was joking no he can't. I mean, that's but uh, that's—I can't see him at COP twenty-four, can you? <laughs> not great, is it? Seems oh no, no! But obviously, by the time a, you get up in the air, what the t- we're now cruising at an altitude of twelve feet. Yeah, and it's also you've
2: got to go through security and all that. And yeah, not no. a private plane, you haven't, do you? Oh, I see—he's going yeah. by
3: private. I, mean, yeah. I don't think many commercial airlines lay on a service <laughs> from Manchester to Liverpool <laughs> Airport. Seems You won't make much money, would you? <laughs> not really. You'd no. shut down. Just stop while <laughs> be all over you like a rash, and quite rightly, I think. <laughs> There we are. Uh, Arno Danjuma's Carbon Footprint, his new podcast. We all look forward to that. They fly everywhere. Why does he speak like that? not from Transylvania. Anyway, um, we'll try and track that bloke down in Massachusetts and or New York. So the producer is going to be busy tonight.
2: Oh, The I've producer's got, his number, got his number. Phone him up now, John. The last hour. We want it done in the last hour. This is the man who found a 57-year-old photo of me in the Jewish Chronicle. <laughs> Well, he's, yeah, he's intrepid, if nothing else. Oh, yeah. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. The Talk
3: Sport Clips of the Week. Yes, it's time for the Clips of the Week pewter, actually. We go back to mm. June 2017. You know the drill? Dusty old box of mini discs lying in a corner. What are they, someone said? Wow, it's a gold mine, it's a pewter mine, it's not a gold mine. Um, <laughs> is it such a thing? No, probably not. Are they, yeah, it probably is. So, um, yeah, we, we, our, the producer curates them, he puts mm. together a little collection of clips pewter from back in 2007, warts and all. They're not the gold, maybe you expect on Christmas Eve um, or in the clips of the year, but they're so, hopefully there's some good We've not heard them,
2: I haven't got a clue. We hope for the best, Andy. Do you want to kick us off? I do, and we start with Alan Brazil, kicking off another breakfast show.
4: Nagamurning. morning.
2: <laughs> That's a bit. That was a little bit yeah. uh,
4: Doctor Evil. Should we hear that? Yeah, again? It was.
2: It was a bit.
3: Uh, yeah.
4: Nagamurning. good
3: morning. Now, good morning, morning. Carol Rude. <laughs> it was a bit John Krieger. It wasn't was. it? Yeah. Really, yeah. Here's Ursula Hansford with the news.
1: He's told the Times the symptoms of dyslexia, like letter reversal. <laughs>
2: She's yeah. read that wrong, hasn't she? Yeah. She yeah, really, yeah. It's not that ideal. <laughs> Very unfortunate. This is racing expert Derek Tomo Thompson. You know, he took his missus for a few days in the south of France last week. They went to the Monaco Grand Prix. Um, of course, uh, the, the guy, what's he called? Hamilton Lewis.
3: Good old Hamilton Lewis. <laughs> yeah, that's best. Well, that's what they knew him in the school register, Tomo, definitely. Great, isn't it? This is Jason mm. Cundy now, who we're guessing isn't the biggest fan of 70s glam rock. Mad Shadows by Mott the Hoopley.
2: <laughs> Mot the Hooplay! Oh, I used to love them. It could have been Matt the or He could have gone down the other route. You know, <laughs> the young dukes. Mop the Hooplay. Anyway, here's former Scotland manager Craig Brown. I was delighted to see his turn was very... You know, it's a wee belly case, like, uh, some... I'm not into cricket, but Monty Pantasar was... <laughs> I do <laughs> like the
3: idea of Monty Pantasar. might experience. get myself a nice pair of Monty Pantasars <laughs> actually on the way home. Uh, this is Graham Beecroft and Mike Parry now. And a clip that can only be uh, introduced with the words, what the heck are they talking about? So hang on a second. What happens if the wind blows? They're about to take their shot off the tee and all of a sudden their Harry Krishna kit wraps around their hands. They can't play like that. No,
2: no, it doesn't happen like that, Beaky. The Harry Krishna uniform is, in fact, very well tailored. Well tailored?
3: They were talking about (laughs) about Harry Krishna golfers.
2: Were Mm. they? Where does that
3: come from? No idea. Harry Varden. I mean, maybe that was an offshoot. I've got <laughs> Very no good. idea. Yeah yeah, 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 possibly.
2: OK. Yes. And on the subject of what the heck is going on, this is Keith Arthur on Fisherman's Blues, attempting to cross her own John Norman, who was inexplicably broadcasting live from a lake for the start of the lake fishing season. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's just find out if Sweet Spice is still available. John Norman, Nigel, by the way, and Kevin Nash join us from a secret location somewhere in England where it's getting light. It certainly is getting louder. Seems it's not. I am here, mate. Can you hear me? Okay. It's gone very quiet.
0: Hey there, John. Keith, can you hear me? I'm here, matey. Can you not hear me? Can you hear me, Keith? I can hear you.
2: Hello. Experience India.
4: Talk sports.
2: What's that all about? Was that the Hare Krishna no, golfer? it was. <laughs>
3: For goodness it, sake. It may have been. We don't put quite as much resource in the start of the lake fishing season <laughs> as we used to, I think, these days. <laughs> I can't quite. Maybe that's why. Maybe that's why. That's- Sony's all around, folks. It's it's like, it can happen. It can happen. Yeah. Uh, this is Mike Parry, who was talking about an infamous incident in cricketing history. Now, Mark, bit of a row going on inside cricket, of course, about the um, the alleged, um, you know, flintarlo, as it's been named, the the, the pedalo. No one ever called it a a Flintalo or no, be a pedalo. Never. In this that's like sort of Stanley Unwin. On
2: you talking about. And staying with Mike, here's one of his most outlandish theories ever. Anybody in their right mind, sorry, anybody of reasonable health, in fact, I, with a with a
3: very weak heart, could walk to the North Pole these days. I wouldn't give it a go. (laughs) I wouldn't give it a go, weak heart or otherwise. Where from? (laughs) yeah, South (laughs) Pole. Quite possibly. Get a sponsor. Mm. Although when it comes to outlandish theories, this is probably his most ridiculous one of all time. Here we go. Strap yourselves in. How long will it be before a man runs from the start to the end of the 100 metres track in one second? Yeah, don't hold your breath. Ever. eh? (laughs) (laughs) Hold your breath. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we're a ways off of that, aren't we, Andy? What's we next? Are. It's a caller now, talking football.
2: One part of the last World Cup, you know, <laughs> couldn't hit a
4: banjo with a cow's bob?
3: I'm not sure that's right. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm not sure that's right. Uh, and finally, this is Mike Parry attempting to sing... <laughs> oh, it's ridiculous. Attempting to sing Ness and Dormer on breakfast. Yes, really.
4: I've got the words by the way. He's not getting
3: them. Get off! Get off! A
0: cu- it's a,
4: it's a of badges in the corner there
3: off!
2: Get off! Get off! <laughs> no, no,
4: no, 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 no! Come on, no. no
2: <laughs>
3: oh, <dear. laughs> How many key changes? were there? Wish that the, the Italian ninety had never happened. When you hear that, don't you? That what was caterwauling It's absolutely absolute, terrible, absolute worst. But you know, Al knew what he was doing. making him do that. So there Mm. we are, dusted down some old clips from 2007. We'll have a few more clips, Pewter, for you next week. Uh, Now, Andy gave us this incredible story of a heating engineer in Cape Cod, Massachusetts, who was uh, found an unopened pack of cards when he was doing some building work at home. Mm. Unopened, they're from the 1950, what season? 1952. 1952 season. Unopened, these cards, will probably get him $15,000, 12,000 quid. Yeah. If he opens them, And there's a Mickey Mantle in there. Or Or a a, Willie Mays. Or a Willie Mays. Those cards on their own would be worth... Seven figures, apparently. Seven figures. So it's a dilemma. It's a financial Mm. dilemma. Does he open them uh, or not? Um, I said, is there some way of x-raying them? But I don't know what I'm talking about. (laughs) Roger from Mansfield says, I wonder if they did put those baseball cards through a a, uh, MRI scanner, As it takes pictures, it slices through a whole structure. Um, not sure it will be uh, worth it for seven figures. I mean, I don't know. What do you think? I mean, he, I'm sure he thought of this. Yeah,
2: look, surely, even if he put it through, I don't know about MRI, yeah. but they're all, the cards are all going to be one on top of each other. How are you going to actually be Well, able look, to
3: Nick knows what he's talking about. Unless well, he's making he does, the words yeah. up in the Mike Parry envelope, he says you may be able to identify those cards using uh, confocal scanning laser micros- microscopy without opening the packet, mm. says Nick. You may have just made all those words up, and made me look an idiot on national radio. I think he did. I'm slightly wonder it's an acronym. <laughs> I've said something appalling.
2: I think you might have
3: done. <laughs> Now you've got Bob Bubka's phone number. He's American. He'll know the cards, bloke. Won't he? Says Bobby in Bristol. Well, no, we're much more focused than that. The producer actually tracks him down. The assistant producer gave him a call. He's going to voicemail. We've oh, not given up. Pity.
2: Well, you and Charlie can get him on tomorrow.
3: If we're you... still working on it. Mm. If we can get him on, we will get him on because we're fascinated to know what he's going to do about this dilemma. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Well, there we are. That was this afternoon's show. Um, I'll be back here with Charlie tomorrow. and will be back on yeah, Wednesday. I hope you get him on tomorrow. Yeah, we'll do our best. Yeah. We've got some FA Cup replays to get stuck into and lots more besides so we do hope you can uh, join us from one if not as always the podcast will be available at four o'clock thanks for listening you've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m on talk sport